as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Pirate Talk Radio, this is episode 122, and it's the holiday season. It's it's here. The year is coming to a close. Um, exciting times, uh, you know, with, with hopefully you can spend some time with family, with friends, um, some time to yourself to reflect. Uh, hopefully there's gifts in the world under your tree, Santa Claus coming to town and all that stuff. Um, but, um, there's also things to talk about with the sea of thieves. Um, we, we still have to, uh, discuss a, a few sea of thieves news ago. I think it was the last major sea of thieves u- uh, news where drew talks about, um, upcoming nerfs, things like that. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, and then they also released the sea of thieves podcast, the official sea of thieves podcast. And, uh, they talked very honestly, very openly, very transparently, as much as they could, um, about 2023, the ups, the downs, the struggles, um, and started to lay out some little teases uh, for 2024, which is really exciting. I don't know how much we'll get into uh, the 2024 stuff uh, in this episode, uh, but the New Year's um, episode um, will be my talk about what I think they need to be focusing on in 2024. And we'll talk about how that aligns with what they said uh, in the podcast. So uh, that might be next episode. Uh, This is kind of, I I won't say it's a two-part episode um, for the holidays, but uh, obviously, as you all probably know, holidays are super busy. I am looking forward for um, some, some relaxation, some time to myself. I'm looking forward to uh, upcoming week off work um, to to relax uh, there the the first uh, week of the year um, and then get recharged for uh, for next year. So uh, lots of lots of great things coming, um, at least in in life right now. Um, The gym feels good. Um, We're able to get back in the gym. I've healed enough to get back to the gym. A lot of a lot of a lot of great things going on. I, I can't complain we had a rough 2023 overall uh and and with health and um deaths in the family as i've talked about um and and work and and just just it's just a crazy 2023 it really was um and and thankfully things feel like they're stabilizing um and and things are feeling pretty good right now so that's that's good i'm i'm very very happy and very thankful for that so um but yeah, Sea of Thieves. I haven't honestly been playing too much. Um, I haven't had a lot of time um, to play a whole bunch of games. I've been trying to finish up the Diablo season. Um, I've I've recently kind of taken a little dive back into World of Warcraft with uh, Season of Discovery. Um, and I've, I've popped on Sea of Thieves for a couple short sessions, but not too much. Uh, but that's, I, I won't say that'll change for a, a weekly thing, but I can say... Um, coming up the week, the first week of January at some point, 
um, there will be a cash in of the uh, charity goal this year, which was uh, if we made uh, X amount of dollars, I don't remember what it was. Um, I was doing a 12 hour Sea of Thieves stream. Um, we were able to surpass that number. Um, so at some point, the first week of January, I don't know if it'll be a weekday or a weekend. It just depends on when I can get the crew together. We've had to reschedule a couple times due to obviously the holiday craziness. Um, but yeah, we will have a 12 hour sea of thieves stream, um, during, uh, the first week of January. Um, and like I said, once I get things finalized a little bit more, um, I will put it in the discord so you all know when it'll start, but you can go over to pirate talk radio on the YouTubes, uh, make sure you're hitting that uh, YouTube subscribe button. Um, and that way and turn your notifications on, you'll know when I go live. We also, depending, uh, if things hold up, we might also stream dual stream and stream it on, um, twitch.tv slash Davram, um, as well. So not quite sure about that. Just depends on how things uh, hold up, um, on the internet and the, the processing and all that fun stuff, the, the encoding and yeah, we'll see. We want to make sure it's a quality show, but, uh, if there's a possibility to stream in both locations, um, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to, um, we'll be able to do that. So, um, you know, I, I can't say, um, I, I don't want to dive into too much of a, uh, what's the best way to say it? I don't want to dive into too much of a, a recap of 2023. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'll mention some of that. Um, but I don't want to, to, to dwell on that too much because I am going to be focusing on that in the new year's episode. Right. Um, and, and look at a kind of a, a both of a look back, but also a look forward. So, um, I, I, I want to start with, uh, with Drew Stevens. Um, and, and I personally think, I know Joe neat, uh, mentioned it in the podcast, but he used to do the kind of dev updates, the weekly dev updates, and, and they kind of got away from that. And they're talking about, you know, this, this with this, these moments with drew are kind of their way of doing it. And I, I personally like, um, this because, because drew's not hiding behind anything. He's not hiding behind, um, a, a desk. He's not hiding behind, you know, um, sea of T's and he's not hiding behind. Oh, we can't talk about that. He's coming right out with it. Now there are obviously certain things for the, um, um, ability to put out the, you know, quality anti-cheat and stuff like that, that they can't necessarily talk about, but he's not holding the punches back as far as things they're looking at exploits, long-term exploits, bugs, hit registration. He's not holding punches on that. And I appreciate that instead of dancing around the topic, you know, he's like, look, this is an issue. This is what we're going to focus on. It's not going to be something that's going to change overnight. It's not going to be something that we're just going to push a hot fix to, you know, it's something that we're working on. And it's something that, um, you know, we are going to eventually get to and eventually fix. So don't get used to it. Now, <clears throat> would I like them to put, you know, actual deadlines on things? Yeah. But what we've learned recently is putting a deadline on something does not mean they're going to hit it anywhere uh, close uh, season nine into season 10 uh, being a prime example. Um, or even them saying, Hey, we're going to fix this silent boarding food reg, hit reg, et cetera, et cetera. And the issue crops back up a few weeks, 
um, or, or the next update later. So though I do want them to put a stake in the ground, I want their leaders to understand the workload of their teams. And I want them to be able to say, we are going to get this particular bug exploit feature fixed on this update and do it and do it right. So it doesn't break in a week, two weeks, one update from now. You know, that's that's the biggest thing that I've harped about for a very long time is I appreciate that they're putting out new things like Monkey Island. I appreciate that they're putting out new things like uh, the, the Skull of Siren song and, and things like that. But what I really and what a lot of people really want is just them to fix things and keep them fixed. In a live service game, things are always going to break. Things are always going to be goofy. Things are always going to have issues. But when you get something fixed, let's take example, silent boarding. When you get something fixed and it's no more than like a month or two later and it's broken again and it stays broken for months, that's that's painful, right? As a player base, that's painful to have something fixed. You're excited about having something fixed. And then all of a sudden it's broken <clears throat> and you don't hear about it. Or they say, yeah, it's it's broken. We're working on it. And then it doesn't get 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 resolved. For example, they had servers working amazingly at the beginning of season nine. Server performance was some of the best that they've had for a while at the beginning of season nine. And then all of a sudden season 10 comes out and servers are in a shit state where they can't even have all the boats on the servers again. And we're now just seven weeks away from season 11 and we still don't have a fix to server performance. And it's still something that Drew brings up. <coughs> that's the frustrating piece to me. And that's the frustrating piece to players is it's a beautiful, wonderful game. But you got to put out clean stuff and you can't break stuff that you just fixed with your new content. And and that that is something that I, I'm sure I will get to and talk about when we're discussing, um, um, you know, season 11 and 2024. I'm sure I will talk about that. <clears throat> but that's my biggest takeaway for them yet again this year is you've got to put out the updates. You've got to get them out on a decent time. If, if you got to delay a little bit to make them good, that's fine. But communicate, communicate. Don't just stealth change the date or whatever. Communicate, explain why. You can't just say it's not ready. Well, I understand you're trying to be secretive, but when you're pushing weeks, when you're pushing months and, and it's still not ready, it's still not ready. Telling us it's not ready is not good enough. You've got to give us a reason for why it's not ready. Um, it's, it's just, it, it's just really, really important. Um, you know, I I've mentioned this in the past where you've got so many good games out there and so many good games releasing, you know, each and every week, each month, uh, each quarter, each year, and you've got to, you compete with, I, and I know there are people out there, good friends of mine who disagree with this statement. But if you are in the gaming industry, it doesn't matter if you have a massive multiplayer game like World of Warcraft, if you have an open world, or a, a shared world sandbox like Sea of Thieves, if you have a first person shooter like Overwatch or Halo, or if you've got, you know, a solo game like Spider-Man 2 or God of War, you are competing against every other game out there, regardless of genre, 
in order to have asses and seats playing your game. That's the the end of the day. Now, where live service games have, in my opinion, the advantage, but also the disadvantage is you can constantly be updating your game. You can constantly be putting out updates and new features where a game like, say, Spider-Man, they have to come out with a DLC and make the determination if it's going to be a purchasable DLC or if it's going to be a free DLC, etc. You know, they have to make those determinations. But a live service game, they can constantly update that thing all the time and you're all competing against each other. And, and I, I really, I'm sure at their heart rare understands that, but how they develop and how they break things. And then it takes them a long time to get back to it and fix it. It really feels like they don't pay attention to the fact that they're competing with all these folks. See if thieves is only fun and only healthy when there's a lot of players playing it when the servers feel full and populated when the world feels like it has pirates everywhere that's when it's fun and exciting and i know they just launched safer seas um i i i am an advocate for safer seas being a place that you can go in order to learn how to play sea of thieves that's all i think it should be i think at some point you should be kicked out of safer seas honestly I think um, if you if you are um, already past the minimum requirements, you shouldn't be allowed to even go into safer seas. Um, and if you do, um, you know, say a friend of yours wants to learn how to play the game, wants to be in safer seas, you join them, um, but you can't gain any gold, reputation, anything because you've already passed what safer seas can offer. Now they weren't as heavy-handed as I would have been on that, and I I get it, and they obviously had their reasonings behind that, but. It shouldn't, in my opinion, be used as a world where you just sit there. You know, I know people want to play with their kids and they want a a safe environment where they don't have to worry about toxic assholes. And I get that. And they should have that space. Um, But there should, in my opinion, be hard lines on when Safer Seas is done for you. And you should either be able to queue and get zero rewards. And it's just time for you to play with your friends or your family or your children. Um, or your reward should be uh, throttled even more. You know, it shouldn't, in my opinion, and Mike brought it up in the, the large podcast, see if the or, uh, uh, safer seas is not where um, they designed it to be where you just sit. And that is where you live is safer seas. That That is not how they design safer seas. And I'm glad he stated that. Now, in the past, they've stated that they'll never do something like safer seas and they've done it. So who knows uh, where that's going to change, right? They're a business. Um, part of their business is keeping players playing. Um, and as long as they're making money, that's good. If their money starts to go down, they start to see they're they're not making as much money each and every month. You know, they have to make some adjustments. And sometimes those adjustments are going back on what you've said for five years. Um, and again, I get why they put out Safer Seas. Do I like Safer Seas? No. Am I going to play on Safer Seas? Probably not, unless I've got like a YouTube video to record and, and, you know, I want to put the, the, the time into, you know, capturing what I want to capture. Th- that's probably all the reason I would be in safer seas. I'm not going to go in there just to chill out and, and grind some reputation. No, I, it's not. No, I, I want interaction with people because that is what makes Sea of Thieves an amazing, amazing sandbox to play in. So <clears throat> as we're wrapping up 2023 and, 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 as we're moving towards 2024, um, you know, some of the things 
that are being targeted, um, in my opinion, are some are good. Um, some, I think, miss the board. Uh, so let's go through some of the items that Drew uh, brought up. And that is some hot fixes to the Skull of Siren Song. Now, this was needed. The Skull of Siren Song, in my opinion, is one of the best voyages they've come out with um, as far as in an idea format. It's obviously missing the board as far as execution just because how Sea of Thieves players do it. They get in there, they grind it out, and then they're bored of it within a couple weeks. Again, I, I put the 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 blame of that on the developers on ways to entice people and, and get they, they haven't figured out how to entice people to continue to play content um, for months and or years. The same content. They just haven't figured that part out. And it's hard to do in their game because there's no loot you're grinding for. Right. There's coin. Right. There's gold. There's doubloons. But there's no like weapons, say in a Destiny 2 or a World of Warcraft, where your character gets better or worse based on the gear they have. Sea of Thieves, it's all cosmetic. So uh, unless you put some ridiculously cool and exclusive cosmetic behind some of this stuff, people aren't going to sit there and grind it. And again, they put a lot of cool cosmetics behind hourglasses and people just burn out on, on the grind after a while. So it is a challenge for them to do. Um, but again, I always say those folks in that studio have come up with a ridiculously cool, a uh, really nice, um, just, creative world that they've created and built for us. And I feel like in that gray matter up there in their brain, they could come up with some, some new and crazy and cool ways to keep people engaged in this content for longer than say a week or a weekend. Um, I really think they do. So changes to the saw, uh, the siren song, um, these hot fixes should already be in place. And that is, um, the items, um, for the voyage are going to work properly. So that is the chest, the key, and the chest, the skull comes out of the chest. Um, so th there were some issues um, with those things not working. Um, you can't take items, excuse me, hmm. you can't take items to unreachable locations. So there was, uh, Drew called out specifically, uh, someone took it to the top of the Coral Fortress. Um, so they've uh, put in some changes to make sure that uh, you cannot take these items to unreachable locations. Um, they've changed the uh, speed of the brig and the galleon to make them slower, which was definitely necessary. Um, the, 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 the speed was not there. In, in fact, uh, I, I still think the brig with the skull was still like one of the fastest ships out there. So those are really good changes. Um, they're also watching the use of scuttle. So obviously scuttle the ability to basically uh, sink yourself um, in order to remove yourself from a hostile, toxic, whatever situation it is. Give you a bit. It is really early in the morning. Not going to lie. Um, real early. And I have not had enough caffeine. I apologize. So um, the, 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 the balance around the scuttle. So it's currently being used by a small group of folks in order to gain a competitive advantage. Um, I'm not sure how that works. I haven't seen it 
Um, I, I haven't done it, so I'm not 100% sure what it is. And, of course, I give props to Drew not going into details about it um, just because, again, you don't want this behavior to multiply until you have a fix in there or until you have a, a fix decided on because right now they're watching it it's it's not big enough right now not big enough of an issue for them to jump on it and for them to uh, make some sort of change but they're watching it um, because they want to make sure they can balance it carefully because changing scuttle in in some sort of way could in fact hurt players who utilize that tool properly which is again to get out of a toxic or or aggressive situation that they don't want to be in so before we get into the changes that uh drew mentioned are on the horizon the, the changes that they want to do and there's no deadline on them yet but the things that are going to be coming i want to take a minute and say the people that don't need changed, like the issues in Sea of Thieves, that is our glorious, notorious, and beautiful, amazing patrons. Um, I, I want to send a special happy holidays, happy new year uh, to each and every one of you. The Christmas cards, uh, those of you who are at the tier to get a Christmas card each year, uh, they're sweet and they're in the mail. So uh, those of you who have the Christmas card perk, on the Patreon, they are in the mail. I know some of you are scattered about the world, um, so it may take some time, but they are on the way. So let's go through these beautiful people who somehow throw money at my face each and every month and keep me doing this. So we've got Registella, Lane, L. Cute, I Geffus, Big Bad Pad, and Skamelt666. Thank you again, each and every one of you, for your continued support. Please do check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash TV. There's a variety of different tiers with different perks starting at $1 going up from there. And make sure you come join the Discord. Uh, pop in the Discord. All that information is always in the show notes um, below the video or in your podcasting app. So... Game performance was Drew's big one that he just started it off with. And that is, this is a very high priority for them, as it should be. It was fixed in Season 9, and now with Season 10, it is very broken um, to the point where we don't have a full server of ships, which makes the world feel empty and just the game dead, right? We don't want that feeling. So when he says this is a high priority, Here's my issue with that statement. And again, we know it's the holidays. We know that uh, if you follow Rare on Twitter, if you follow Sea of Thieves on Twitter, you will know that the studios closed for the new year. So the, the most of the folks, I'm sure there's a, a skeleton crew or an on-call crew who are working to keep the game functioning in case anything big and major comes out. Most of the studio is out on holiday right now. Um, so there's not going to be any major work being done um, on the game. But when I hear the words high priority, I want to know what's the SLA? What is the service level of agreement? What is the estimated time of repair for this particular thing? We're talking a, a big feature in the game having multiple ships per server. We're talking something that keeps the game feeling alive, not dead. Um, something that is at the core of Sea of Thieves, which is interactions of both 
um, aggressive and passive, friendly, whatever you want to say, uh, with other players. And that is a core feature that is fundamentally broken right now um, with only having, what, five ships, um, sometimes four ships or less on the server, uh, lower number of players, which, again, allows the game to continue and allows players to play. But it's not the experience that you want. It's not the it's not the sea of thieves that we love. So when I hear high priority, I want timetables. Like, in my opinion, server performance and stability should be a all hands on deck, drop everything that you're doing and get this fixed. And yes, there are multiple teams at Rare from the art team to uh, teams working on different updates. But this, in my opinion, whenever the servers take a dump, it should be an all hands on deck. You know, when we put anything at my job into high priority, that is an all hands on deck situation. Um, it's not a, hey, we're working eight to five today. It's, hey, we have a high priority, you know, get on and start working and we'll stop working when it's fixed. I had a high priority issue the week before Christmas. Um, I had some guy work pretty much 48 hours straight with with a, with a, a small sleep break. Uh, in order to get this fixed, you know, that was the particular engineer assigned to that particular um, high priority thing. And his job was to get it fixed. Um, and yeah, he had vacation coming up and he really wanted to be on his vacation um, and everything. But it was it was, you know, th something critical uh, in the IT world in the company was broken and it needed resolved. So that dude literally put in 48 hours pretty much straight in order to get it fixed. That's that's what a high priority is to me in in a in a in a live service in a in a business world. If it's a high priority, if you deem it high priority, that is a drop everything you're doing and work until it's fixed. Not not oh well, my shift's over, I'm going home. No, it's work until it's fixed. That in my opinion is a high priority. You can make up the time later. Take some time off after you get it fixed like I told uh my engineer, I'm like, "Look, you know, get some rest." you know, get back on it in the morning, you know, but, but your health is important. Right. And as soon as you get this fixed, punch out, leave for vacation early. Like literally that, in my opinion, is what a good manager should do. You know, you got to focus your team around getting something fixed and fixed permanently and, and, and with the highest quality, but then let them go and let them get some good rest and relaxation. I know there are slave drivers out there, um, that, that, they wouldn't do that kind of stuff. Um, that's, in my opinion, not a good way to run a team, but that's how some businesses do. But when it comes to Sea of Thieves, the studio's closed right now for the holidays, based on what Twitter said. So how can you have something that is a fundamental piece of your game when players are off from work and school and playing your game, not able to play with quality servers, your studio is now closed for the year, but this is a high priority. That doesn't scream high priority to me. High priority is, okay, guys, the studio is supposed to be closed and you should all be going home for the holidays, but we've got this high priority sitting here. We're not closing the studio. We're not going on vacation. We're not We're not leaving for the holidays until that's 100% fixed. Until we hot fix it, we have all sort of, uh, boats back on the server. We've got all this. In, in my opinion, that's what it should be. Does that mean that that the rare employees unfortunately don't get time to, to as much time with their families? Does that mean they don't get whatever? Sure. I mean, here's the thing. 
I I know this is this is a very American work your life to death uh, approach, but there is plenty of time to take time off when there's not critical issues currently happening. Like I said, you have players right now off for the the holidays. You got kids or or people getting uh, new Xboxes and wanting to jump into Sea of Thieves for the first time, and you're all on break. But your game isn't fully functional right now. Servers have issues. There's not enough boats on the servers. There's not enough players on the servers to make them have the true Sea of Thieves experience. You call it a high priority, make it a high priority, get it done and get it done right and get it fixed to a point where it's not going to break in, in a week or two. Just my opinion. Don't label something a high priority when you're not treating it like one. Uh, next thing down. Um, ladder juking. I'm irritated by their response on this. So Drew went through a list of hot button bugs slash exploits and, and gave them kind of two ratings. Fair game or we're going to fix it. Though most of these I agree with, this one I don't. He says ladder juking is fair game. Now, I go back to a few months ago when Mike Chapman said, we have a fantasy world, but we want the pirate experience to feel real, like real life. Ladder juking is so far from real life, it's not even funny. And the fact that they said it's fair game is just utterly hilarious because... In no way, shape, or form could any human let go of a ladder, fire a blunderbuss, and re-grab that ladder. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's it's just it's impossible. It is impossible. And yes, the Sea of Thieves world is magical. The blunderbuss is a gun. The player is a as a player. Yeah, sure. We can get curses and stuff, but there's no magical. I am freaking iron man. No, it's, it's just ladder juking is absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous and it has no place in this game. And the fact that they agreed that that is a fair game is that's just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. It, it doesn't feel good that you're trying to defend your ship and some pirate lets go fires and climbs up the ladder as you either get one blundered, they don't get one blundered. It's just with how combat is in this game, this kind of stuff can't be left in there until combat is clean, until a blunder shot is a one blunder, is a one blunder, is a one blunder. You know, if you're standing right against someone and you fire and they just get knocked back, they turn around 10 feet from you, fire, and you they you die. Like, until the consistency in their weapons are proper, you cannot stand behind allowing a skillful play like a ladder juke in your game. You also can't sit here saying you want it to feel the, the physics and how the ships move across the waves and the wind in your sails and the guns. You can't sit here and say you want an authentic pirate feeling real life experience in a fantasy world and allow something like ladder juking, whatever. I will say this. If you do ladder juking, 
you're a very skilled person. It does take some good button control, some good button combinations to do it. It is very skillful play. I will not disagree with that at all. It is a very skillful play. But in my opinion, it's not realistic at all in any way, shape, or form. Don't tie the hole while it's a fantasy world, magical, blah, blah, blah. That is a wooden ship with actual sails. They're trying to dupl- They're trying to replicate how a sail sails across or a, a boat sails across the waves. They're trying to to replicate, you know. Uh, period weapons, you know, that's why, you know, just call it historical weapon accuracy and remove hit reg from everything. Um, just say, hey, that's how the guns worked. Deal with it. Um, but ladder, uh, no, ladder juking. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, loot sprinting. So here's what's interesting to me. You allow something that is actually humanly impossible to do in a ladder juke. And then you go with loot sprinting which is something that is impossible to do as a human. You can't, you can't drop something. You can't be running top speed, drop it, pick it. You're going to trip and fall. Loot sprinting is not fair game and it's going to be fixed. It makes no sense. Wall running uh, fair game. I, I personally agree with this one. Um, you know, there, there are, are, movies with we you know uh, pirates of the caribbean jack sparrow other pirate movies where you do you know there's crazy things shown where people are swinging on the ropes or like a ship goes next to another ship and they jump over and they run across the rail or whatever those are again did they happen all the time back in the days of pirates and no but i'm sure there were definitely some agile pirates out there that did some crazy you know, voodoo with the running across the, the rail and stuff like that, swinging on ropes. I'm, I'm sure that that happened. Um, so while running, okay, I get it. It's fine. Uh, DPI s- switching. This is fine. It needs to go, uh, needs to be fixed. I believe they're standardizing slash maybe enlarging the hitbox. Um, so people can't DPI switch again, hundred percent an exploit. Um, shouldn't be doing it, shouldn't ever been doing it, but it's been in the game for a long time and it's just common practice to DPI switch and, you know, move your mouse around if you're if you're on mouse to, to try to get people to miss. Um, the ability to wedge yourself into the ship, get yourself stuck, which then launches you um, out. That's to be fixed. Again, that's 100% an exploit, so definitely should be fixed. Uh, silent boarding. Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely not intended in the game. It needs to be fixed again, 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 Drew, this is to you, buddy. I'm, I'm glad that you are stating that silent boarding is, is broken. Uh, it needs fixed, but, uh, how many agains are we going to put after silent boarding is fixed before it's fixed permanently? I'm just, just curious. Uh, sword lunge fair game. So sword lunge for those of you who might not have been, um, in, uh, sea of thieves for, for all these, all this time, um, sword lunging was indeed a, um, an exploit. It was a bug. It was an exploit. It was an unintended feature. Um, not the lunge itself to do damage, but more so the lunge in order to be a movement tool. So, you know, you can lunge off things and shoot yourself through the air, lunge off things and, you know, dive through the water. Again, it was an exploit. Um, 
the whole idea of lunging off something and going further distance, definitely not, you know, historically accurate, definitely not possible as a human, unless you've got a freaking, um, launching mechanism with a super heavy sword and it just kind of pulls you through the air, um, using the sword, diving underwater and using it as kind of, a um, almost like a, a dolphin nose, you know, and you dive under the water and, and get some speed off of initial dive. Uh, a lot like, you know, swimmers do today with their hands. Um, that that's true. Uh, now again, you shoot a lot farther and see a thieves as a video game than you would, uh, if you were to do one of those uh, things. But again, I can kind of see where it, it plays in. It's a fun feature. It's a fun thing to do. Um, I, I, I completely agree that it should stay in the game, especially for, um, how long it has been uh, in the game. Now I need to determine, um, there were a lot of stuff. I've got pages here on this podcast, uh, the official Sea of Thieves podcast. I might, they did a recap of 2023, which plays into my New Year's episode. Um, and it also talks about things that they need to improve on and stuff. I think I might save a lot of the podcast, um, the official Sea of Thieves podcast for next week's New Year's episode, uh, just because it, it just kind of corresponds um, with with what I already planned on doing. So, um, yeah, I think that's what we're going to to do. We're going to save the the that podcast stuff um, for for next week. Um, but one thing I do want to say just real quick is I want to say a special congratulations to, uh, Shelly Preston, um, as it was finally officially announced, um, on the official sea of thieves, uh, website that she has been promoted to associate design director. Uh, so she will be playing a, a, a bigger role, uh, in the leadership over there at rare. I think Shelly has a good mind on her, 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 um, her, her shoulders. Uh, um, I think that she has a lot of great ideas and she's executed a lot of, uh, great ideas. Um, unfortunately I, I know uh, several of her, um, features that she's kind of been behind. Um, I've been very critical of including guilds, which we'll talk about next week, um, and safer seas. But again, I think she has a good mind and I think putting her in a more elevated, uh, design, um, position, I think is going to be very good for the sea of thieves team. I think it's going to be very good for rare, uh, and just getting another voice in the room on some of these directional changes, um, I think will be, uh, very good. So, um, again, congrats, uh, Shelly, um, well-deserved, um, well-deserved, great, uh, member of the, of the sea of thieves team. Uh, and I look forward to seeing what type of design things that you are going to do um, in your new director, associate director role. So, again, congratulations um, and well-deserved. Um, but, guys, I think we'll leave it there. It's a shorter episode. I know everyone's busy for the holidays, uh, so I'm sure you're, you've got lots of... Uh, things to do, um, games to play. So I'm not going to take your time uh, this week. Just everything in the official podcast just lines up better to talk about next week as I recap 2023 and we talk about the future. So guys, take care of yourselves out there and each other. And remember, next week, that's the week of New Year's, we're going to have a 12-hour Sea of Thieves stream. So make sure you're you're subscribed to the YouTubes, you're over there, uh, followed on the Twitch, uh, and you come check us out, um, so it'll be fun. 
It'll be a good way to start the new year. And hopefully next year will be a little bit more calm in my life and I can focus a little bit more on some content. So thank you very much again for all your love and support. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.